Hello my friends and welcome to uh, a little bit of a different podcast format today. I am doing this very spontaneously. I don't have any notes like I always do and uh, this is gonna be a very chill Q&A episode. I threw out on my Twitter. If you have any questions, just throw me the Q's and I'll bring you the A's. So I'm going to answer some questions and just um, just chat for a bit. I'm literally sitting in my bed drinking matcha tea, which is my new obsession. And um, yeah, just felt like let's hang out. Um, so today it is the 29th of October. Tomorrow... It is Halloween, I think. No, it's definitely not tomorrow. It's the 31st, isn't it? Uh, anyway, it's special because tomorrow is the one year anniversary of the release of Feeling Everything, Holding On To Nothing. The first single that I released uh, for this album campaign last year. When I released it, I was still living in Barcelona and I released it together with a music video that I had filmed in Barcelona. And it was just very special to release that song because I had worked on this campaign for years. And it felt like, okay, it's finally, finally happening. Um, so tomorrow I will celebrate by, um, I don't know. I don't even know how to celebrate this year anymore. <laughs> I will drink an extra espresso martini and... Uh, yeah, that's it. Anyway, so that's special. Um, a little quick album update. I am uh, getting there. I am definitely getting there. I have published a couple of uh, album update videos on my different platforms. So if you're interested in, in knowing more about why it's taken this long, um, you can go to my Kickstarter or my Patreon or my website and find those links. Um, where I have posted very honest videos. But uh, long story short, it has been a super hard year uh, for everybody. But finishing this album has been very, very hard during these circumstances this year. Um, I am a one-man band and team. I have no other person helping me on my team. So it is a lot to coordinate with... Um, release campaigns, getting productions finished, finding uh, photographers, musicians, um, a film team, PR, budgeting, merch, and at the same time keeping all the social media up to date. And I love it. I mean, I mean this is my dream to get to do all of this. But um, I was maybe a bit optimistic with how fast I would be able to, to do all this now that... Um, it kind of felt like we lost a couple of months um, beginning of the year when everything went into lockdown. Um, but you know what? Everything happens as it should happen. And I'm I'm so excited for everything that I'm working on right now. So um, I don't feel any remorse, to be honest. The new book is also coming along. Uh, I'm very, very excited about that one too. And uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of long long projects that I've been working on for for years are slowly being finished, which is really uh, important because 
you know, you need to feel some victory now and then when you're just um, hustling by yourself. I've, today I was taking a walk and I was thinking about, I've lived with this feeling um, for for a long time of being so, so excited about life and everything that I um, want to create and be and and learn and experience and places I want to go to and um, people I want to meet and conversations I want to have. And at the same time, some days it's excitement. I feel about all those things and I feel like this huge excitement and and gratitude for life and just being existing but other days the same the very same thought of all these things gives me so much anxiety I can't even I can't even think about it without like choking up and that's such a I haven't really been able to to put my finger on it until today maybe that sometimes I think I I confuse this overwhelming excitement for something with anxiety because it it maybe it feels so overwhelming that it, you know we're not taught how to deal with huge emotions and i i guess sometimes i it can also become like a pressure you know when you are really excited about something like so many things that i want to create and and learn and and be and I'm thinking about it and I'm like, oh my God, I have to, I want to be able to do all these things before my life is over. But the days go by and the minutes go by and suddenly it's a year later and I haven't even started that thing yet. And then it turns into pressure of like, oh my God, I'm putting literally pressure on myself to do all these amazing things I dream of doing and that pressure creates anxiety because I feel like it's overwhelming. And now it's just stressful <laughs> to be to be excited about life. And it's I've never really f- seen it so clearly that those emotions, excitement, stress, pressure, and anxiety, they 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 are so close together. And sometimes maybe it's just like my teenage brain that can't separate those feelings sometimes. I wake up and I I go to thinking, oh, I feel anxious today. But maybe actually it's just excitement. But it's so much excitement that it makes me feel stressed. And then pressure. And then suddenly I feel anxious about it. Um, I don't know why I started talking about this. But it was something I thought about today. Um, I think, I think especially maybe this year when we have lost... We haven't lost time, but... There were I I have I've been wanting to travel this year. I really dreamt of renting out my flat here in Berlin and spending maybe two months in Portugal again or um Greece. I would love to to spend some longer time up in Scotland again. And now I guess when things open up, hopefully next year, I'm gonna feel this overwhelming pressure and stress of Oh my god, I need to I need to do all this now. It's like I have this big bucket list of things that I'm meant to do this year that I'm going to have to push into next year. <laughs> and so I think maybe I'm coming to like the full circle of finding um 
more quality and less is more like learning a, a little bit of a s more simplistic way of being because if I stress myself up with everything that I want to do so much that I get anxious I think that's when it's like defeating the purpose of being ambitious maybe I don't know I don't know what I'm on about anyway uh what else it's a new lockdown here in Germany starting on Monday well it's not a lockdown they're just closing down all the restaurants and bars and coffee shops all the gyms and they're closing everything really um and so I the last lockdown in when was that April May I was literally stuck in my little apartment all by myself for months and it was really really hard so this time I am going to go back to Sweden um to uh, until this lockdown is over because Sweden is uh you have so much space there it's I, I read somewhere that every citizen in Sweden has a tennis court of space for themselves because it's such a like a long country with very um little people little people is that right we have not so many people in Sweden so um I'm gonna enjoy spending the autumn and winter maybe just walking around in nature going to the ocean breathing clean air and um come back to Berlin when it's time um I get a lot of questions about Berlin uh let's maybe we can move to the Q&A a little bit I get a lot of questions about why I live in Berlin, what I'm doing here, what I like about it. Um what I why I'm living in Berlin is because two reasons, I guess. The first one is that I am fighting really hard to um I'm become, I was going to say, I guess I already am, but um I want to be a songwriter for other artists. I want to um write songs exclusively for other people. And to do that I need to be in a city where a lot of publishers are located, where a lot of studios are, where producers and other songwriters are. And I feel like in Europe there are only so many like um songwriting cities i would say they are london stockholm and berlin uh, maybe amsterdam a little bit is opening up um for i mean for english speaking people and um i've been in london i grew up in sweden so i don't really feel like moving back to sweden ever and so berlin is kind of the perfect place right now and um I do love it here because it is such you you can find anything you want here. Whatever you're into, you can find it here. If you're into uh okay, I can't come up with anything, but I mean it's the same in every big city. I loved Barcelona. If Barcelona had a bit more of an international songwriting scene, I would move to Barcelona in an instant and locate myself there by the beach <laughs> and and just be there because I love I love Spain, I love 
Portugal, Lisbon, loved living in Lisbon. But uh, for like English pop music, you you need to be in a maybe a little bit more of a international scene. So that's why I'm still in Berlin. Also right now, um, it's like the first time in my life that I feel like I have really good friends here. I have friends that I can just call up in the evening and say, hey, you want to come over for dinner or you want to go for a walk or you want to go for a drink? And I, I never had that. Um, my closest friends have always lived spread out um, in the world and I've had like a virtual <laughs> friendship with people. And I've felt so, so, so incredibly lonely the last few years. Um, it was like a, a grief. I was hurting so much from that. So now I feel like I, I, I would not move away from Berlin because I need people around me here. If it wasn't for that, I would want to live a little bit closer to nature in, in a warmer climate because I'm always healthier in a warmer climate. So maybe Greece... Spain, Portugal, Italy, um, yeah, but um, I need the people right now to still, I'm still healing from those years of loneliness, so um, that's why I'm still here. Um, another question I got was about living alone. Um, someone, I'm going to keep them anonymous, said, I have just moved to a new city six hours away from my family to go to university. I thought I would have gotten used to living alone by now, but I'm really struggling. Any advice? This is a great question, and it's something that everyone can relate to, uh, no matter the reason for moving away. I have obviously changed city so many times in my life, and it, it is super hard to, to like get into a city, to make a city your home. And I think maybe... Before in my life, I never tried to make a city my home. I was a little bit scared of, of rooting down, of, of building a home. Even like my previous little apartments I've rented, I never made it cozy or nice or like decorated them. I usually just like rented someone else's furniture and... I literally lived in my suitcase, like I didn't even unpack my bags wherever I lived. It was just crashing pads and I lived with this mindset of, oh, it's just temporary, I'm moving on soon. Um, and I do think that maybe that gave me a little bit of safety to to feel like, okay, if this city doesn't work, I'll just move somewhere else. But I can see now, um, because here in Berlin now, this time I moved here, this is the first time that I really made an effort to, to build a home here. I, I bought nice furniture, I decorated my room, I learned the streets around where I live and I put in a big effort to, to meet people and get to know people and um, I think if I would have done that in my previous places it would probably have saved me a lot of 
um, loneliness and sadness and and also anxiety. Like I remember just the first time when I was 18 years old and I moved to London, um, I was so focused on my own journey and my own music. And I remember clearly there was one night um, I had been playing a gig and after the gig, I wanted to go home because I, I wanted to get back to like to my work. I wanted to go, get back to writing. And next day I wanted to keep working on my music. And there was this this gang of guys that I had met at the gig. And they were like, oh, like relax a bit. Just come with us out and, you know, stop being so uh, boring. Um, and one of them kind of said, you know, we're all here just trying to to figure out our paths and we're all here being a bit lost but it's easier if you get through that together and that was so nice like that was such a nice way to say it but back then I didn't get it I was I guess too stuck up in my head I was very um consumed with myself I didn't hear him I didn't get it I thought Oh, it's just a waste of time. I'm here on a mission. Um, but I can see now, if I would have, like, let go a little bit and and embraced the people that I met and stayed the night and enjoyed the party and then whatever, I think that would have, first of all, have given me friends and um, belonging. But it, I think also... I took myself too seriously back then if I could have just loosened up a little bit and, and realized I'm, I'm on a journey and, and I need to include every spec spectrum of life into this journey. It would have made me happier, calmer, felt more at home, have more friends and probably be a better artist for it at the same time. So I'm telling you this because... Um, I think to answer your question, embrace everything about moving away, starting over in a new city, like say yes to everything, say yes to, to people, to um, trying new things. Like if you meet someone who says, hey, you want to come with me to watch ice hockey? Don't say, no, I don't like ice hockey. Like say, yes, fuck yes, I want to try that. Because moving to a new city, you you have to embrace the new character you can become there. And it's so exciting because in, in your new place, you can try everything that maybe you wouldn't try back home because there you already are someone. You already have a personality there. You have preferences, you have hobbies, you have people. But in a new city, you can you can become someone completely new and maybe you know you find after a while that oh, this new person that I've become in the city, I love that person. I want to be that person for a few years. And then, you know, it is also this thing of, okay, so you give it maybe a year or two or you go to university and then you can move on. It's not so serious. If you give it a go with this new personality and you, I don't know, <laughs> join an ice hockey team, and then after a while you realize actually that's that's not who I want to be anymore. Like no worries, you just move somewhere else and, and become someone new in that case. But it could also be amazing and you can meet people that um, 
you know, you, that give you a lot in life. So I would say first advice is to say yes to everything, embrace everything, live this new adventure completely. Even the days when you feel lonely and, and want to go home maybe or miss your old friends and your family, like embrace that too, because that teaches you so much. Like I have never learned more about myself than in the moments of missing and feeling lonely and like desperately figure, trying to figure out uh, how to make myself feel better. That's when you learn that. Um, but also on the topic of, of maybe feeling lonely, because just getting used to living alone, maybe you're in a dorm room or, or something, but um, that is also something that makes you grow up, you know, taking a responsibility of your own calm your own happiness and and that can be scary but that can also be so exciting like here um now that i'm have tried to make myself a bit of a home in berlin i have enjoyed like um <laughs> it sounds maybe a little bit stupid but learning to cook a little bit and i'm buying like things to make me happy candles or tea or a specific um essential oil smell that makes me feel like oh this is how I want my home to smell and I have this morning playlist that I play every morning and my little ritual of meditating and I write down my goals for the day and I can take a walk you know just minding my own business but without feeling lost so it's like learning to build your own little rituals that make you feel safe and happy like Decorate your room with colors to make you feel calm and, and put things on the wall that when you look at it, you just feel like, yes, this is how I want to represent my life. And, um, you know, I think the first time you move out of your parents' house is the first time you can really become your own person. Because before then, you woke up and you stepped into someone else's living room. You know, you, you lived in your parents' house. But that's not your house. Now now you can create your own life, your own surroundings, your own ways of doing things, your own rituals. And there's there's nothing more amazing than I think growing up, I think. Um there was something else I wanted to say on the topic. Um, I forgot. But you know, this thing of, of feeling lonely when when you move out or move away for the first time. Having people around you, it really is the key and I didn't realize that until too late so I'm telling you now so maybe you don't have to do the same mistake that I did I think when I moved away the first time I had such um a big idea of what kind of people I should hang out with what kind of people that I would bond with or even the other way around I judged myself so hard. I could meet a new person somewhere and I thought, oh, this person doesn't like me. I should just like not keep in touch. But everyone's just looking for people to to know and to be with. Everyone's just looking to be loved and love. And, you know, we're all feeling the same things. I, I you know, I bet so many times if you go up to a random person who looks a little bit lost like you and you say, 
this is fucking weird, but I'm new to the city. I'm so lonely. I was wondering if maybe I could just invite you for coffee and just like talk. I want nothing else than that. That person would probably be so kind to you and maybe say, I'm really sorry I'm busy, but but here's my number. Let's do it another time. Or, you know, if someone did that to me, if I wasn't busy that day, I would appreciate that so much. I would probably say, oh, you know what? I would love that. That sounds amazing. So don't forget that there's nothing you go through that other people aren't going through too, especially if you've gone to university, because then you're surrounded by people who literally have done the same thing that you have. So you can go through it together. Um, yeah, I think I think that's what I have to say on the topic. Okay, next question. What do you do when you don't feel inspired to write? Um, this is something that I struggle with a lot nowadays. Um, this thing of not being able to travel or go to new places and feeling a bit stuck in, in the city, in this country. Uh, it's really hard for my stories. <laughs> um... I think the key for me to feel inspired is to find things that inspire me. I am always finding inspiration through other people's music or books or art or, or thoughts or creativity. So whenever, if I really need to write something and I just don't have, have nothing to say, the best thing I can do is to find a new book, read it, find new authors, uh, go on good Goodreads. That's something I do all the time. I go on Goodreads, I just search for a tag in the quotes session, um, section and I uh, read all those quotes until I find something that like, oh my God, that resonated with me and I click into the author and then I read all about the author and see what kind of books he or she has and read other quotes from the author and then I Google articles on them and you know, it's like the internet is a well of inspiration. You just need to be led by what you find there. Um, same with music. I am never as inspired to write music as when I find a new song that I love so much, that it's just so beautiful, that it hurts. And I'm like oh man, I want to write a song that touches someone as much as this song touched me. That's like my drive as a songwriter. Um, so I would say when I don't feel inspired, I try to consume art. I try to find art that inspire me. Yes. And last question, because I thought it was a cozy question. How do you survive the dark months of winter in Europe? Yes, so you know what? My plan for this year was to never again spend a winter in a cold country. I have had enough. I thought from now on, I'm going to be in a big city like Berlin or London or LA or whatever. I mean, LA is different, but a big city during the summer and spring. And then I will spend the winter in Portugal, Spain, Italy, Greece, somewhere, somewhere warmer and just like refuel, 
meditate, work on myself, write books, read books, and then I come back to the city and do all the meeting meeting stuff. Um, but this year is different, and I think I will get through the winter by making things very cozy for myself and also having projects, exciting projects to work on um, that, you know, make you forget about the darkness outside. For those of you who maybe live in countries where it doesn't get this dark, usually in Sweden, during the darkest months of the year, um, December, January, it can get dark at like 3 p.m., 4 p.m., and then it doesn't get bright until maybe... 9 a.m. So we get like maybe six or seven hours of daylight in Sweden. If you go up north in Sweden, it's even worse. There is, I don't even know, maybe even zero hours of daylight. Now maybe I'm lying. But um, it is really hard, you know, in the Nordic countries, like the further up north you get, the darkness is, is not healthy, I think. And it always gets me tired. It's like... In the summer, you can, or in other places, um, at 9 p.m., there's nothing better at like 9 p.m. getting a spontaneous text like, hey, do you want to meet up in the park and, and we'll uh, share a bottle of wine? Like That's how I want to live my life. <laughs> and here now it gets dark at 4 p.m. And at 6 p.m. I'm like, oh man, this day is over. I guess I should just go to sleep now. <laughs> um, but you have to push yourself. Make it cozy. Um, there's a really beautiful book called Hygge. Hygge is a Danish word that kind of means, I would say it means to make things homely and cozy and light candles and, and invite friends over for tea. That sounded like not me. I'm really not that kind of person. <laughs> but... <laughs> I, I aspire to be that kind of person <laughs> who at some point will invite people over for tea. Anyway, all right, I think I'm going to end it here. Um, let me know if you enjoy those kinds of Q&A sessions. Maybe I can do them a bit more often. So um, before I leave you guys, um, I have some exciting things coming up. Um, maybe you, you won't listen to this until it's too late, but... It's the 29th of October now. The 1st of November, I am playing an online stage hit concert. I am doing this online concert series where I'm playing through every single release I've ever had up until my new album is out. Um, so if you, if you miss the 1st of November, um, the next concert will probably be maybe the 1st of December. Uh, I'm, I'm usually doing them like one every month. So uh, click into my website, charlotteerikson.com. Uh, you can go to, actually, you can go to charlotteerikson.com slash links. And there I always keep the most um, important links updated. Um, yeah, those concerts are so amazing. It's one hour and I'm chatting with everyone, just hanging out, playing music, and it's super cozy. My audiobook that I've been working on for literally a year, <laughs> I'm going to make an episode talking about how I made this audiobook because um, it's been a fucking challenge, but I'm really proud of it now and it's submitted again. <laughs> so I really hope Audible will accept it this time. It, the book will be available on 
almost every major audiobook store. Um, but since Audible is kind of the biggest one, I really need them to approve it. So hopefully the book will be out maybe in, I think they take like four weeks to uh, approve. Uh, so keep your eyes on that. And uh, I have a new single coming again soon. And yeah, we're, we're just like, we're getting there. Those projects, we're getting there. All right, I'm going to leave you. Thanks for listening to my um, creepy voice. And I love you. And let me know what you want to hear and what you what you're going through. I love you. Bye.